the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Whether you're listening from far away or next to beautiful Seneca Lake, we hope that through the reading and proclaiming of Scripture, you hear God's wisdom, challenge, and blessing for you today. If you're able to worship with us on Sunday mornings at 9.30, we at Hector Presbyterian Church would love to share Christ's peace with you. As we prepare to hear the scriptures, let us pray. Merciful God, send your spirit to us, wearied by the changes and chances of life. Speak your eternal word of grace and summon us to faithfulness. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. A reading from the Psalms. Listen for God's word to you. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Holy One, the maker of heaven and earth. God will not let your foot slip. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, the one who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Holy One watches over you. The Holy One is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Holy One will keep you from all harm. God will watch over your life. The Holy One will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. reading from the Gospel of Matthew, everyone who has ears, they should pay attention. Jesus said, at the time of the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom had a long time in coming and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, here comes the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise one, give us some oil from your lamps. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there is not enough for both of us. And you instead go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins were ready and went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the others came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But the bridegroom replied, truly I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch because you don't know the day or the hour. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. My dad was a great mechanic. When he tuned up a car, he could put a nickel on the fender of that car and it would stand upright when the motor was running. Back in those days, 
you had to have your car tuned every 10,000, 15,000 miles, had plugs and rotors and timing chain and belts and all that kind of stuff. Nowadays, these modern cars, it's 100,000, isn't it? And, and, and uh, even though they sometimes have to have after that, a, a, see how long that stands up there. But you know, in harsh conditions, the manual in your car recommended that you had your timing chain, your, had your, had your tune-up more often. And I want to suggest that maybe today we're going through some harsher times. Maybe in these times we might need to have a spiritual tune-up because of the effects of COVID-19 on our lives. You know, I, I wonder if we realize how difficult this experience has been going through COVID-19. Just stop and think about all the people who have lost their lives, not their lives, their jobs. All the people who have, um, have had their children to stay home from school and had to find babysitters, all of that. And, and then think of this summer, the class reunions that we didn't go to and the family reunions we didn't go to and uh, the celebrations and the festivals, no earth care here in our church this summer, no firemen's fair this year. Um, sports, a lot of sports uh, ha have, have ceased, except for those that play and there's nobody in the stadiums, but just ask John Flowers uh, about racing, the racing sports are no. We've even seen John Flowers in church a couple of times this summer. Usually he's not here during the summer because he's up the racetrack with the racing. And, and just ask Ruthie Bill about weddings these days and how different they are in the time of COVID. She went to one of the family weddings in, in Massachusetts and it was a celebration, but not the kind of celebration that you might've had otherwise. Think of all the graduates whose graduation ceremony was kind of cut short or online or not what they'd hoped for or expected. You know, one of the things that I miss the most, I missed hugs. I miss hugs, yeah, Th this doesn't do it for me. You know, it just, or this doesn't do it for me, you know? And, and social distancing and wearing masks. You know, I know it's important and I wanna affirm it 100%, but wearing, wearing masks is really tough for me. I just got into the habit of taking my cloth shopping bag into Walmart when I go. And now I've gotta get in the habit of getting my mask. I'm halfway to the store before I remember it. And then when I get into the store, I've got my mask on, I'm walking, to, I don't recognize you, but I've known you forever. I was, I was in line to get ice cream the other day, and there was a lady in front of me, whom I have known for over 50 years, Betty Underdown, and I didn't recognize her until she started to speak. And then I recognized her. You know, these are tough times. They're disruptive times but not only for us mentally and emotionally, but also deeply spiritually, they are disruptive times. I have a cousin who had to put his wife in Bethany in the Alzheimer unit back in January. He was able to visit her for one month and help her transition. But then in March, they shut the nursing home down. And for four months, he couldn't talk to her or relate to her in any way. 
And then finally in June, they let, her, let them visit and they would bring her out to the parking lot in her wheelchair and they'd put a table six foot between them. They couldn't hold hands. They couldn't hug one another. They, 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 it was just so difficult in times like that. We can't even bury our dead. Jeannie's nephew, Kevin, Les. We can't even bury our dead in these times. Think of how difficult it is for us. And so I, I want to suggest in these harsh times that maybe what we need is a spiritual tune-up. Maybe we need to begin to look back at those habits which nurture our relationship with God, which keep us connected to God, which help us remember God's love and care for us. And I have a list of spiritual habits over here that I want to share with you today. I want to say, talk a little bit about service to others, prayer and quiet time, spiritual readings, spiritual examination, fasting, spiritual friend, worship. Are there other spiritual habits that I have missed? Jeannie reminded me of one. She said, what about walking in nature? Is that, is that something that, that a lot of people find walking in nature uh, a way to restore their spirit? Others? Jeannie's got another one. Oh, that's a very good one, living in the moment, yeah. Yes, yeah, Steve. Meditation. Hmm? Meditation. Meditation, yes. I've, I've kind of uh, included that under quiet time. I, I, I like the word quiet time for me, um, but it's the same as, as meditation. Yes, good one. Any others? Well, I want to talk a little bit about service to others. I think this is the core of who we are as Christians, taking care of others loving others, reaching out to others in service. You know, when we do that, we, we get a really good feeling, don't we? Down in our, in our, in our being, you know, and when we, when we do the, the, the kitchen cupboard, what, what a great feeling we have for people who are in need of, of food and the basic necessities of life to, to serve and care for them. But we don't do that for that. We do that because we channel God's love. You and I are instruments and channels of God's love when we care for others. That's how God's love gets in the world, through you and through I. We are the channels of God's love. So service to others, prayer and quiet time. For, prayer is, is many things, but for me, the heart of prayer, the very core of prayer is tuning our spirits to God's spirit. You remember the words of Jesus in the garden when he said, Father, not my will, but your will be done. That's what prayer is for me. It's setting aside my, my interests, my, my concerns, my hopes, my dreams, my intentions, and tuning my will into what God intends for me. That's prayer. And what I think fine for me helps is a period of quiet daily, a quiet time where I can set aside all of my th thoughts and I can focus my spirit on what God intends and wants for me. Quiet time is that time when I begin tuning my spirit into God's spirit. And again, asking the question, not, God, it's not what I want, but what you want for me. Now, I want to tell you, quiet time can save your life. Yeah, it can really save your life, save mine. 
I was having quiet time when I was in Canandaigua, and one day, and all of a sudden, I heard this ka-chung, 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 kind of in the back of me, you know, ka-chung, ka-chung. <laughs> I was a little concerned about it. I happened to have a, a physical uh, the next, next week, and so I, I asked Dr. Saylor, I said, Dr. Saylor, in the morning when I'm having quiet time, I hear this noise, ka-chung, ka-chung, ka-chung. Well, you know what he did? Is he put his stethoscope right there. And he said, Gary, I'm going to send you for a sonogram this afternoon. The next day, I was in the hospital having my carotid cleaned out. It was 97% closed. Now, prayer can save your life and quiet time. So that's important. Spiritual readings. What we read really impacts our spirit. Some of the things we read lifts up our spirits, enables our spirits, open our spirits to God's love. Some of what we read diminishes our spirits. So maybe this is a time when we need to take stock of what we've been reading as we're going through these harsh times with COVID-19. I've got to admit, I, I, I like cowboys. <laughs> and I think a little of that reading is all right. <laughs> But we really need to ask ourselves, what are we really reading? And is what we are reading, is it nourishing our spirits? Or is it diminishing our spirits? So let's do a little examination when it comes to our spiritual readings. Well, spiritual examinations is another thing. It's, it's, it's important for us, I think, on a regular basis to stop and ask ourselves or to look at ourselves in the light of God's love and ask, are the thoughts and the actions that I'm doing in my life what I want to reflect as a Christian? Are my thoughts and my actions what I'd like to be saying are like what Jesus would want me to do and to be? Let me give you an example. We live on Sunset Shores Road. There are 12 cottages on our road. Two of those cottages are now Airbnbs. And we've had runners over the years, and they've always been gracious, you know, and a lot of young families, and I love hearing the kids playing down the water. And, and I've been pretty gracious and welcoming to these renters as they've come down. But now, one of the cottages recently sold, and it's going to be turned into an Airbnb, three Airbnbs out of 12. And, you know, I'm, I'm beginning to feel a little snootiness. Is that a word? Snootiness? <laughs> Well, you know what I mean, don't you? It's, it's like, it's like well, what are they doing here? You know, there's too many of them. They don't belong here. They're, not, they're driving on our road. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm losing that graciousness and that welcoming that I once had. And so I, I need to do a little spiritual examination in the light of God's love. I need to ask myself, what's wrong with them? They don't have the opportunity I have to live on the lake the year round. They can only come for a week or two and, and to enjoy the beauty of our lake. Why can't I be a little more gracious and welcoming to them? You see, we need at times to hold up our thoughts and our actions to the light of God's love, which is affords us an opportunity to change, to become more Christ-like, to become more like God intends us. Well, fasting, well, we don't hear a lot about fasting these days, and I certainly could do a little fasting when it comes to food. But for me, 
the very heart of fasting is all about letting go. Letting go. So that I might develop a deeper relationship with God. Do you know there's so many things in my way of deepening my relationship with God? One of them is the cell phone I bought this summer. For many years, I had the old flip phone. What a blessing that was. What a curse this phone is. It's addictive. I mean, you've got the world at your fingertips. I mean, there isn't anything you can't find. You begin to spend more time with that than you do with your wife or your family or your friends or with God. It becomes like Doritos. It's addicting. You think that's bad? One of my young college friends just got me onto TikTok. Oh, man, that is terrible. That is, I was on that 45 minutes and didn't realize it. So what do I need to do? I need to fast. I need to let go of my cell phone. I need to fast so I can develop a deeper relationship with God. Fasting's really important. Recently, a friend of mine pointed out to me that, Gary, when, when you are thinking about doing something, the first question that comes to your mind is, what will happen to me? If I'm going to do this, if I'm going to reach out and, and do something for some other, the first question I ask is, is not what, what does God want me to do? Is this something God wants me to do? Well, what's going to happen to me if I do that? That's pretty self-centered, isn't it? If that's the first thing you think about, it's not what God wants you to do or what God would have you do, but what will happen to me if I do that? So maybe I need to fast from that question. So what is it that's keeping you from a deeper relationship with God? Maybe that's something you need to fast from. Letting go of those things that keep a relationship. Spiritual friends. Jesus' disciples. Mary Magdalene. They were his spiritual friends, weren't they? And spiritual friends, they're, they're not, they're not your, your, your weekend friends that come. They're not the, your, your, your social friends, your people in the clubs that you're involved, the organizations you're involved. Those aren't your spiritual friends. Your spiritual friends are those who will walk through the valley of the shadow of death with you. They will hold your hand. Your spiritual friend is the one who is at your daughter's baptism, at your son's wedding, and will be there at your loved one's funeral. Your spiritual friends are those who aren't embarrassed or ashamed to talk with you about God and the spiritual things in life. The psalmist said, I, no, that's not the one I, the verse I want is Matthew 18, 20, where it says, where two or three of us are gathered together in his name, there I will be with them. Your spiritual friend knows the power of that scripture. Your spiritual friend is the one who will gather with you and pray with you, will pray with you for the church, for your church, will pray with you for the world, will pray with you for those in need. Your spiritual friend is the one who walks alongside of you, keeping you on your journey, keeping you on the straight and narrow, 
holding up a light for you. Spiritual friends are important to cultivate in our life. Okay, lastly, worship. Here again, worship is just so much. But for me, worship centers around community and communion. It's being with those I care about and those who care about me and being with God. It's being with those who are on the journey with me and, and who encourage me when I step out in faith and are who are there at the end to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Community are those in whom I see the light of Jesus shining in their eyes. They, you, are my heroes. You're the ones who help me become who I am and become a better person because in you, in community, I see the light of Christ shining in your eyes. You keep me true. You light my path. That for me is, is worship. Well, these, these are, are the spiritual disciplines that, that I just wanted to lift up this morning because I think in the time of COVID, we need to really hold fast to those habits which keep us connected to God, our source of strength and our source of help. The psalmist says, I lift up mine eyes into the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So, Taking heed of these helps us nourish that connection with God. It also does something else very important because using those spiritual habits, they keep the soil of our spirits loosened, receptive for the indwelling of God's spirit when it comes into our lives. In the story this morning about the wise version, the fully version, it says watch because we don't know when God's Holy Spirit is gonna come into our lives, but make sure that when we do, our spirit is open and receptive to the God's spirit coming in. An example, you'll all probably shake your head. Have you ever had those little nudges that come into your mind? Yeah, not just like, well, maybe I should call so-and-so, or maybe I should visit so-and-so, or maybe I should take a, a dinner to so-and-so. And you know, if, if we've been wise, and we've been open, and we've been vigilant, and we've been nurturing our spiritual habits, then, then our spirits are open. They're receptive to those nudges, and we follow through on them. And when we do, we find that when we call our friend, it's just the time they needed that call. And God's grace comes into our lives through that experience. So we need to be ready like the virgins were, those five virgins. We need to be ready for the time when God's grace breaks into our lives. Now I wanna share one story in closing. It's one of my favorite stories, it's by Mark Twain. Mark Twain, he had the gout one time, he went to the doctor and said, doctor, I've got the gout. And the doctor said, Mark, I can't cure you. You've gotta be up drinking and smoking and running around with loose women. Mark says, I gave him up, and sure enough, I was cured. I got rid of my gout. Not long after that, a lady friend of mine came, and she had the gout. And I went to her, and I said, I know just what will cure you. You've got to go drinking and smoking and running around with loose men. 
Well, she says, Mark, I can't do that. I don't do those things. And he says, well, there you are. She was a sinking ship with nothing to throw overboard. She had neglected her habits. Well, my friends, in these harsh days of COVID-19, disruptive to our lives and to our spirits, let us not neglect the habits that keep us connected to our source of life and love. Amen.